Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I am your host, Daniel the Flame, and I'm going to talk about Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes, I know. And before anyone rolls their eyes at me and explains, Daniel, Avatar The Last Airbender is one of the most perfectly written and well-developed cartoons ever. How dare you talk or desecrate anything about it? It'd be totally different if you were talking about Korra. I understand about Korra, but Avatar The Last Airbender is perfect. It is perfect. And I would be hard-pressed to disagree with you. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender is fantastically written. It is a wonderful story. It was something that I enjoyed watching all the way up until it's, um, until it ended. Hell, I was excited for Korra because they just to get some more Avatar in my blood, and it was a huge letdown. But I am not going to pretend like it was completely perfect and as if it had no goddamn flaw. Because um, it did. It had a lot of them. Um, a, a whole lot. There are certain episodes that basically do things that just kind of are nonsensical when you take into account the fact that this is a story that essentially has overarching episodes. Doing and changing character mannerisms for one particular episode only then to have them go back and become a totally different person in another episode is things that I have issues with. I I do not like that, Sam I am. I do not like that with green eggs and ham. But there is no character more atrociously granted this um, horrible namesake than Katara. Now, Katara is a terrible character. Um, she's a terrible character within the grand scheme of everything going on within Avatar Last Airbender because of how they handled her character. Now, I do not like Katara. I do not like Katara. And one of the main reasons I don't like Katara is not because, like, overall, like, you know, like, she's just constantly screaming about hope and when they made fun of her. And she's like, I don't talk like that, like, which was a hilarious episode, if not one of the perfect recap episodes that has ever been fucking created. A goddamn play that's made up for the 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 um the uh, warring nation to depict and see the characters interacting with different things that they've done throughout their all of, all their adventures hilarious but um it cuz like the thing is just fantastic but <laughs> uh, but that that is that's besides the point for her character you know like it's that's not a bad thing that Katara was the hopeful one constantly pushing Aang to fulfill his destiny or was the one that was more um believe it in um in like the history and the mythology behind the um the avatar and the things like that rather uh, while you also had the character like Sokka who was far more grounded and real um in the sense of him having a realistic ideals and different things of how he wanted to tackle the overall war between the fire nation and he still believed in ang but he had his own different perspective in how to tackle everything hell one of the reasons why he was so desperate to prove himself as a warrior was showcasing that and then you also had katara who essentially was a um very motherly figure who interacted with everyone else within her village after most of the people mass after most of the warriors left in order to help fight the fire nation these things were wonderful dualities within their character and it helped balance out ang who had to come to grips in terms with the fact that he was the avatar as well as the fact that um you know he needed to train and master the different bendings in order to defeat the fire lord and all this stuff had to come to a head fantastic fantastic character archetypes fantastic the problem I have with Katara is the fact that the story decided to dictate her importance as 
a major factor within the story. Now, what do I mean by that? Because that was really confusing what I just fucking said. But what I mean is that this story essentially made Katara someone who was deemed important rather than having her just be a character that was along for the rap. No, the story made Katara Aang's waterbending master. Now, you might think, well, that's not a big deal. He had to learn waterbending from someone. And I am hard, like, realistically, like, yeah, he fucking had to. He needed to master all of the bending. So, yeah, he needed someone to teach him waterbending. That's the point of them going to the Northern Water Tribe in the first place. My issue is the fact that in Avatar Last Airbender, we had a part, we had a point in which they got a water scroll, which showed like some basic elements of waterbending. And if you remember Avatar Last Airbender, you probably know this episode. But in that episode, you had Katara trying to do waterbending and Aang doing it as well, but him far surpassing her in terms of picking up what waterbending is, and then doing the techniques perfectly while she had to struggle with it and trying it and trying it again and again and again. Eventually she got it, but Aang caught on to it like that. Now, you move the series forward in which you show them being trained in the actual water temple, and then you have the ridiculousness of the guy being like, oh, I don't train, like girls aren't trained to be waterbenders, which is just fucking weird but you know and like if you have the ability like what seriously but that was weird but he decided not to train katara but he was also training ang and then later he decided to train katara you then have the series skip ahead to when their training is sort of semi over with or whatnot but the show decided to dictate that ang spent with that ang was playing and katara mastered waterbending like she just got to shit locked in and so then the uh, so then the master decided that katara would continue teaching ang waterbending throughout their travels in order for him to become the avatar that mastered all the elements and i couldn't help but feel incredibly disgusted at that concept because it's it's innately stupid now yes like I said, Aang needed someone to teach him waterbending. This is true. This is a given. But the story could have tackled this a thousand ways better, which would have deemed this okay as a concept. Having Katara start off as someone who knows that she's a waterbender but had no prior training to it whatsoever, and then you also showcase that Aang was superior to her in picking up and utilizing waterbending does not match the fact that the master would then dictate that Katara would be better suited to teach Aang the rest of waterbending. They were both taught the exact same fucking thing. They were both there at the exact same time. They were both there as his students, being being um given these lessons and we already have prior knowledge that ang could pick this shit up faster than katara as well as the added bonus of him being the goddamn avatar and her just being a basic waterbender she's not the greatest waterbender she's not a special waterbender she's just a waterbender who has never had um regular training or practice up until this point while ang has already mastered a element and has shown proficient knowledge and skill within another element so how the fuck could katara possibly be superior to him to the point where she then has to continue on his training that doesn't make absolutely no sense 
a better way to have tackled that concept would have been to introduce or add a brand new character. If they would have done that, you could have made it an older gentleman that the master dictator would travel with them to finish Aang's training, and that's all that he was meant to be there for, and he gets sucked up in with all their shenanigans or whatnot. Possibly could have died later on as a sympathetic thing, or he could have then taught lot um you could have then seen that the um Qatar was then more eager and understanding of the training than Aang was. Thus then later, he decided that he had to go back to fighting the war. And in doing so, he then left the continuation of the training to Katara um, for Aang because that guy then um, instilled more knowledge to Katara than he did to Aang. Totally understandable if something like that was to happen. Or if you was the dictator to have it to where Katara did have a waterbending instructor, someone who taught her back in when she was in the South Pole, whom had to leave in order to fight and help defend um defeat the water nation. So then she had a basic understanding and basic knowledge of waterbending, yet Aang was able to pick up far more detailed and complex techniques than her. But you had her show Aang a bunch of different techniques that he was able to grasp quickly, while you still had that jealousy part of that episode where she was just upset that it took her months to master certain things while it took Aang only minutes. Same fucking dynamic. And then you can have it to where when they go to the waterbending temple, when the uh, master decides to teach them, he understands that Katara already has basic knowledge. So he teaches her more advanced shit. Therefore, when they have to leave afterwards, he then instills in her, you now have to teach Aang the more advanced shit because he just now got hold of the basics. Perfect, perfect way of having her character fulfill that role and it actually makes some congruent fucking sense. But the story just dictates that the master says Katara continues the training under the marriage that the story wanted that to happen. It's incredibly idiotic and really fucking stupid. Now, I got in a conversation with this with um, my good buddy Jamin um, talking about this concept. Uh, and uh, Jamin, if you're listening, love you, baby. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, he essentially um, pointed out a factor of skill versus talent as Aang was someone who was incredibly talented while Katara possessed skill. And I thought that that was retarded <laughs> because it, I, I, I then asked him exactly what do you dictate as the talent in this factor? Because we've already showed, because the show has already told us that people who are benders, they themselves are talented. They have a special ability that normal people don't have. They're able to bend. Um, thus why you had when Katara was bitching about Aang being better than her in waterbending, you had Sokka um, curve that shit by saying, bitch, you can do waterbending. As far as I'm concerned, both of y'all are, are, are freaks. You know, and it's like you have an ability that I don't have. Yet you're complaining that the Avatar is better than you? Are you stupid? And so then to have that, I was like, what exactly dictates... What is Katara's, um, like, how is Katara doing waterbender not a talent, but Aang doing waterbending is a talent? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then after further speaking with my brother, who happens to be a bigger Avatar Last Airbender fan than I am, um, he then brought up something that I completely forgot. Aang was already a prodigy in airbending. And, you know, you could probably chalk that up to be him being the Avatar or just the fact that he was incredibly gifted as an airbender. But he is someone who was granted the tattoos of mastery at a young age. The boy was, what, 12? And he already had the tattoos. Something that, you know, Korra decided to copy by doing that with um, Aang's um, son's daughter um, or Aang's granddaughter, really. And in like a vain attempt to being like, you know, she's just a special, but whatever with that one. <laughs> like, yeah, Korra sucks. But um, it... it 
proved and it lets you understand a lot in terms of Aang's character. One of the reasons why even when he first started off doing firebending, he was great at it. He just happened to burn Katara and that just made him go, oh, I shouldn't do it. It hurts people. <laughs> and, you know, that was whack in order to, um, like, you know, to lessen him actually trying to do firebending and then put on a little added trauma for him to finally get over it, which was stupid and idiotic and whatnot. <laughs> but it, it, the story did a lot of things that it could in order to dampen a lot of progression that Aang could have made to make it more so an um, a bigger uh, overcoming uh, factor when it was then later introduced for him to do it. If anything, the only one that truly fit, in my opinion, was the earthbending because it was something that was systematically different from airbending, which he was just naturally gifted with, you know, and it was like he just he just immediately is drawn to airbending, which is the complete opposite of earthbending. And I was just so out of character for him. It was just incredibly hard for him to understand and take. Yet with the other bendings, he was able to just grasp it perfectly. So that was truly the only one that I thought was uh, actually good factor in that approach. But um, in terms of dealing with waterbending, it's hard to understand exactly what was different in their training that would dictate or let you believe that Katara surpassed Aang to the point where the master would then grant her the ability to teach Aang rather than her also still needing to be properly taught waterbending as well. It, it makes absolutely no fucking sense to the point Aang even refers to her as Master Katara. And I don't understand how the show would let that be. And then the series continuously gave Katara special abilities that don't actually factor into most waterbenders. She was able to heal people with water, and then she got bloodbending. Different special shit that just kept popping up to Katara. And it there was no reason behind it other than the fact to just make her stand out more as a special waterbender. But she wasn't. She was already dictated and showcased as just a basic waterbender. But then the story needed someone in order to compete and to be there and function as a proficient waterbender among the children that was traveling within the Avatar group. And Katara happened to be said waterbender. So wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. She needed to be incredibly special. And I do not like it because I, I don't understand why it, I, I don't understand how they could miss something um, that, that, that outrageous and not really give an explanation behind it in terms of her being accepted as, as someone who mastered waterbending, especially within the short amount of time that they had to do waterbending. You are able to give a pass to Aang to master the other bendings because we've already proven he's a prodigy within his own bending, airbending, and he learned it at a young age. And then being the avatar gives him the added bonus of also being able to do the rest of the bendings. So taking on it and mastering, which is what he had to do by the end of the series to fight the Fire Lord within a span of a few fucking months made absolute perfect fucking sense. But Katara is still just a basic waterbender. Even if you take into account the bloodbending or the healing, that still doesn't justify her being incredibly proficient within bending. Bending is still a skill that takes years to master and learn. She has not been presented as this prodigy. She's just had special abilities attached to her waterbending, but has not been presented as a prodigy. She has not been someone that has been proficient in doing waterbending as she needed time and time to practice and build the fucking skill. So if that is the case, then most adults and people who like that who can do bending 
would then she would need that amount of time she would near she would need years of training in order to justify the amount of skill that they had katara show but we're given that katara is a basic beginner in waterbending by the beginning of the fucking show it's a she's someone with a grenade that doesn't know how to pull out the pen she has an incredible power yes but she does not know how to control it or utilize it correctly and you need years of training in order for that to be something that you can do we've seen that throughout the series they've shown people who know and do this throughout the series who have that problem and it's like hey years of skill building allowed me to become a threat to this to the avatar or other characters and whatnot and we do not get that for katara at all we just are immediately told she's on that level period but then you have other characters that taught ang like toff and zuko who were in their own right amazing benders by their own skill toff was trained by the original creators of earthbending the fucking moles that original um that supposedly earthbending actually came from it. So Cora fucked that up. But the moles that can do earthbending where they learn that, she learned that from them. And then she spent years sneaking out using earthbending to not only see, but also fight other proficient benders in a goddamn fighting arena, building up nothing but skill and experience throughout the years. And it was someone who just generally could see with the fucking dirt. Aang had to have visions in order for him to find Toph because he didn't even know that was the trainer that he needed. And then he went and found her because of the, um, the little avatar spirit visions to let him know that she was the perfect trainer for him. She was always meant to be his earthbending master. And then you had Zuko, who essentially was a perfect concept of a firebending teacher as he spent God knows how many seasons chasing after this motherfucker and then finally catching up to him. And then in his own right, Zuko was an amazing firebender. He is just, when you compare him to Azula, who was a prodigy of a firebender, there was no way in hell he could stack up. Like, she was just that damn good. But he still was a really good firebender. He was then taught, he was drilled the fucking true basics of firebending from his uncle and even when he lost his firebending which came from a place of anger and hatred he then had to learn a brand new firebending in order for him to finish um in order for him to train the avatar and in doing so he still was a proficient and masterful firebender he then just relearned a whole brand new style of firebending and was still able to be an amazing teacher for ang these things justify his reason for being a master and Toph's reason for being a master. Katara was with Aang from the get-go and they both had the same exact um, knowledge of waterbending, but Aang was better at her than it. So how did she become his master? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. that And that is a, a horrible misrepresentation on her character. And honestly, it, it's one of the main things that I just can't stand about her. Because then it it tries to justify and have her be around for every little fucking thing because she is also the voice of reason, the kind one, the gentle one, the one that Aang has an attraction to because he's a 12-year-old boy and she's a girl that he saw, so he has a crush on her. And that's totally how you justify a relationship and why they would get married in the future and shit like that. Not because, you know, you could grow up and... Um, grow apart or whatnot or because you're dealing with your own shit stuff could happen when you get grown and everything no 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 but you know it's a kid show and romance is always incredibly simplified in these terms because hey when you see someone for the first time it's love at first sight and that means you could be happily ever after that totally makes fucking sense 
God, I hate when shows do that. <laughs> like they do it all the time. But God, for once, be real. And I was like, yeah, Aang and Katara dated for a little bit, but he didn't end up with her. Yeah, fine. That's cool. I would uh, I I understand <laughs> and then only to for the um for the series to keep her ass alive in the legends of Korra where she's constantly the wise person that Korra goes to speak to about shit get get the fuck out of here <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ like the series did nothing but have love for Katara I can't argue against what they did for her, what they did to her character in order to um have the plot and the story roll out the way that it roll out because that's what the show did. All I'm arguing is the fact that it doesn't make any sense. There could have been a better way to approach it and there should have been a more congruent or a more concrete form of having her character around but not being represented in the way that she was. She should not have been considered a master. She should not have been the one to continue Aang's waterbending training. They could have either halted the exact time that it'd take for, um, uh, for the uh, Fire Lord's plan to finish um, or how long it took for Aang to master all the bendings. But at the same time, I also would have messed with the plot in terms of the hurry factor that comes with him ha- needing to master all the bendings as well. Um, they Again, you could have had another character finish their training. You could have had Katara already be proficient in water bending to a small extent before they even get to the northern water tribe you had you could have had so many factors presented to not just have her as the go-to waterbender hell even by giving her the healing thing you then use and justify her being there because it's like hey if katara wasn't there she wouldn't have been able to heal ang when he had lightning in his back when he was in the avatar state and then he probably would have fucking died and they're like well Sure, <laughs> but also if Katara wasn't there, a lot of other shit wouldn't have went down the way that it went down, and then he probably wouldn't have got electrocuted during the Avatar state. But whatever, <laughs> and it's just I do not like and I do not like that concept of her character, and I do not care for it. I mean, you had that you had her go around and essentially find out the person who killed her mother, and then it was totally okay for her to try and get rid of them when she was doing bloodbending. But then you had no repercussions to it whatsoever. Yet when other characters do things um, out of pocket or they go based off their emotions, Katara is usually the one that's the voice of reason, and then some, and then she's able to talk down to them or put them in their place and shit like that. You have that happen throughout the entire series. She was damn near fucking untouchable, but at the same time made just as special if not more special than Aang, because she was just this amazing waterbender without any prior um, <laughs> without any prior notion that that was going to be the case with her character beforehand. We were given glimpses at Katara's skill as a waterbender. We were shown what Katara could do as a waterbender without being properly trained. And then upon getting properly trained, it wasn't anything that was that much impressive than what Aang could do with waterbending. But then the show just dictated that she is better, period. There was no justification behind it. They just said it. They just had it be established that way because why the fuck not? We already know Aang is someone who can train as well as someone who can pick up bending like that because he is the motherfucking avatar. But the series immediately cut when they were leaving the Northern Water Tribe to where he was actually concentrating in the training of water bending and he was handling it fine to then he just turning into him playing with the rest of the kids but katara was still taking her training seriously and that was all the justification that you needed 
to go that oh yeah she did it and he didn't and it's like the fuck get the fuck out of here he knows how serious this is we've seen him come to grips with understanding that he needs to master the bending we've had all those moments to get him out of that childhood aesthetic when it comes to actually training we know that he's proficient at training because he adapts to the shit immediately but the show dictated that he needed to be this and she needed to be that. So then it just said what it said and then it continued on the fucking story. And that's horrible. As far as I'm concerned, that's horrible. And that is a perfectly justifiable reason to hate the character of Katara. I mean, there's other reasons that I can't stand her character, much like, like I said, just her never being called out on her bullshit, her constantly always being right in the voice of reason, but never also having her voice of reason being questioned or changed. Hell, I love the fact that the end of Avatar Last Airbender, um, everyone basically tells Aang that it's okay to kill somebody because that's the only way to stop the Fire Lord is to kill him. And he's just so adamantly against it. Even speaking to an airbender who grew up like him, another air nomad who was taught killing is wrong, tells him it's okay to kill. And he completely disagrees with her. And then upon fighting the Fire Lord, he takes away his bending without killing the guy, proving everyone wrong. And there's never a moment of him looking at everyone going, you all wanted me to be a monster. <laughs> you wanted me to kill. And there was another way and I found it. And all you get from it is just, hey, good job, ain't It's like, nah, you guys are crazy. But it, there's so many issues and problems within avatar last airbender but that is a major problem that i had with the character of katara because it just made her character important without actually being deserving of the fact zuko's um zuko becoming ang's firebending teacher was a nice redemption arc for him considering he started off as the main antagonist of the avatar to then become one of his close friends as well as his firebending master. And with Katara, it's the girl that found him. And then as Aang grew in the story is about him, you have her just be giving all the special properties that could come with being a, um, a waterbender, which is just weird. It was weird. It was odd. It's just wrong. There's something inherently wrong with the series functioning like that without any hearsay behind it hey you know that's a special abilities water been have to actually use water to heal oh really guess what katara can do she can heal with water hey during a full moon a special ability benders on um, water benders can have is actually called blood bending oh really guess what katara could do she can blood bend like what the fuck <laughs> and then like, I mean, hell, you just have her around as this amazing waterbender. And then even at the end of the series, you have her jump in with the Zuko versus Azula fight. And honestly, you needed help in order to fight Azula. You're still not on that level of the rest of these motherfuckers. But the show constantly dictates that, nope, she's up there because we said so. And the small amount of months Katara has proven to be a prodigy even though she has never proven that factor within the beginning of her initial inception upon in the beginning of Avatar Last Airbender. But far be it for me to stop Nickelodeon from having a show about a bunch of kids doing a bunch of amazing things and then them giving bullshit reasons as to why they can do it. So I'm going to end this one on that note. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Dane with Flame. And as always, good people, hope you had fun.